Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Taking Action uh, with Keon. I am your host, uh, Keon Henderson, and uh, the last few weeks have been amazing um, in the world. I've been watching the news, and, and I've been seeing a lot of women um, make the news from a different perspective. You know, there's a lot of um, sexual harassment suits that are going on right now, and uh, there, there are a lot of women. Uh, I, I just saw that uh, one of the Williams sisters, she just had a baby and, uh, and, and had a successful marriage ceremony. And, and we're living in a time where women are doing more than they've ever done before. And it's a good thing because uh, it shows the advancement of the world. Now, we're not where we need to be, uh, that's for sure. But uh, we're thanking God that we are not where we used to be. I have three women in the room with me right now. And just like I told you um, in the past, we did some interviews with a minister in the mogul uh, that was Pastor Anthony Murray and Holton Bugs. Now I have the wives of these two individuals uh, together and um, we're not in the studio um, and that's the uniqueness about the show. You may hear ambient noise and background noise. It's because we're just stopping wherever we are uh, to accumulate the information because we believe that where what we have is more important than where we accumulate it. So we are now in the luxurious bedroom of, of Mrs. Erling Bugs. And if you can see it, it's the same house that we did the other uh, videos in or the audios in. And she's looking at me right now like, uh, why did you tell people where we are? As if you all can see her. It's just, it's just the most amazing thing. She's going to give me a hard time. But since I know that going in, I'm going to say whatever I want. And I'll just take my consequences later because um, she's going to do it to me anyway. So I have... Mrs. Erling Bugs, I have Mrs. Christina Murray, and I have uh, Mrs. Felicia Henderson. Say hello, everybody. Hi. All right. So, ladies, I mean, I'm just going to start it here with an open question. What What does the world need to know about women that we're missing? I mean, you guys are owning companies now, and um, you're hosting your own TV shows, you're producing now, and you're, you're running your own companies, and, and what used to be a man's world. Uh, it's quickly diversifying itself, and, and women are taking over in different genres uh, of business. So, so what happened? What shifted? And and what do we need to know about women that will help us to understand the world? Anybody can start. <laughs> Listen, I can't believe all this girl power in here. Real that quiet. we had that much silence because when I walked in the room, they were going at it, guys. And uh, and so now now that we have some questions. Um, I'll start with Miss Miss Christina. Miss Christina, you are uh, the the wife of of a minister, and you guys in the last three months have gone from one church to three churches. You have tripled your your staff, thereby doubling your budget. Uh, you've got two uh, grown children who are trying to find their way, and here you are balancing speaking engagements, uh, writing checks for businesses, uh, doing real estate. Uh, feeding uh, the homeless, clothing the naked, keeping the church open, ministering to women, ministering to men, um, yet still finding the time to be a great wife. How are you doing all of that? Um, well, I don't have it all together, but here's the truth. The truth is, is I heard somebody say, you got to live in the grace of the day. William Scott Young said that. William Paul Young, excuse me. So he said, you have to live in the grace of the day. And literally, that's that's the only way I can do it. Um, and here's the truth. Some days things lack. Some days certain things um, don't get my full attention. 
it's truly more about balancing more so than just handling it all. Because I don't think you can handle it all if it's all on your plate at the exact same time. So I think you just have to find a way of trying to balance and manage it. And I think that's the only thing that's got me through it. So there's days that I know my family needs attention and it needs to be the priority. And then I know some days it's the church and the ministry and what God has put on our plate. And then I know sometimes it's me. So honestly, it's just I got to figure out where the balance is a little off balance and I need to go in and put attention to that specific thing in that given moment. That's so Miss Miss Felicia Henderson, this is my wife, guys, and uh, she is an entrepreneur. She had a business the day we met. And uh, in fact, uh, she was in business way before I was in business. I actually came into business with her and initially learned how to do her business. Uh, and then our collective efforts took the business to another level. Um, but so she's an entrepreneur. Um, four months out of the year, she works 15 hour days. Um, she has three children of which uh, she is an extremely good mother to. She has a husband, she has a household to run, she assists with the church, and is currently in the business of open up, opening up two more businesses that she and I are working on together. And she does that all with grace and wakes up every morning. And guys, listen, I'm not just saying that because we're recording, you know me by now, I would tell the truth wakes up every morning with a smile on her face. Now, she doesn't always go to bed with one on her face. <laughs> right. She always wakes oh, that's up right. with a smile on her face. Miss uh, Henderson, and I call her affectionately Sister Henderson, yes. how are you handling all of that? Well, at the end of the day, um, I'm going to concur with what Miss um, Christina said, that it's the power of now, you know, in the Word of God, he says that I give you grace and mercies every day. So... I only have to handle the grace and mercy of what I can handle for today. And whatever I have to do today, he's given me the grace. He's given me the mercy. He's been the light to my path to get it done. And mentally, the power is within me to get it done. So I have to wake up every day and access that power and utilize that power and know that everything that I need, I have it within me to do. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do because we waste so much time saying, can I do this? How am I going to get this done? How am I feeling? I don't feel well. I don't do this. I don't do that. And then, you know, several years later, you wake up with regret. So the only regret I'm going to have is that I don't regret anything because I got up in that day and I lived that day to the fullest and I did everything I could do in that day to the capacity. And if I continue to handle every day in the power of now, right now, then I don't have to worry about the future because the future is going to be now. Go ahead, girl. I knew I married you for a reason. <laughs> you married a smart girl. That's a smart girl. This was like, all jokes aside, like you, you manage a dynasty. Uh, you've got, yeah, you got, you got, you got a husband that's larger than life. Mm -hmm. You got a son who thinks he's larger than life. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, you've got, you've got properties to manage. You've got a multi-billion-dollar company that you assist in. You've got uh, real estate uh, to attend to. You know, a lot of people would think, you know, cooking is hard and 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 uh, watching the kids is hard. You got all of that plus. All, all of this other stuff. And, and one thing I've noticed by watching you, you're deeply vested in all of y'all transactions. You don't outsource that stuff to people you don't know. You work uh, full-time jobs every day. Um, and um, so how are you doing all of that and keeping your sanity? Oh, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle. I, I, and Am I sane? You're totally sane. <laughs> totally. You know what? I ask myself that question 
quite often. How am I able to get so many things done? I think, you know, I think when we first got started in, 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 in the marriage and, and on this journey, you know, I felt overwhelmed all the time. So it was, it, it has been with, with great personal growth and, and, and grace and mercy that I've been able to get to this, to this point. And I think with me, I think that the, the biggest thing that I've been able to do for myself, I enjoy the moment. I'm, I'm not trying to live so far out in the future that, that everything has to be calculated to the nth power. I just want to enjoy what I'm doing at this moment. And I think that's what gives me peace when I'm, when I'm thinking about so many things that I have to get done, because a lot of times I am overwhelmed. That's the truth. Right. You know, I don't, some, sometimes I get up and I'm like, Lord, can you just, if you could give me three extra hours, I probably could get everything I need to get done done. And the other thing is I have become comfortable with the fact that some things just won't get done in a day. Right. Some things have to be carried over. And so what I hear all of y'all saying is that there really is a grace to be who you are. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yes. I think sometimes it's me and we take for granted because, like, I leave the house mm -hmm. and I go and I work. And I get on the plane and I go and I work. And I get in the pulpit and I go and speak. And sometimes, and my wife and I had this struggle uh, starting out, somehow I thought that what I was doing out there was more important than what she was doing in right. here, oh, wow. not recognizing that the only way I could go do that mm -hmm. was because she was holding this down. And so I think that she had gotten to a place one day and she, she's sitting here and she can admit it. I think she said, you know what, I'm just going to stop and step back and let him see mm -hmm. uh, what, what, what this job is really all about. Mm -hmm. And so I was complaining about this and complaining about that, not recognizing that now I'm complaining because those are things that she did took it off my radar, made sure that I didn't have to worry about it. And uh, we, we went to uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, um, I would say about five years ago. The first five years of our marriage was extremely rocky. We, we threatened divorce three times. I told her to get out of the house. She never left. She told me to get out. I never left. Uh, she told me she was leaving me. I told her I didn't care. We did all that kind of stuff. Didn't mean it, but hurting people hurt people. Right. And um, so we went to Mexico. We sat on the patio. Uh, pretty much like the one that we see right here and and it was two chairs just like that mm -hmm. and we sat there for six hours wow. and was determined either we were going to swing or uh, sink or swim today right. yeah. we were going to go forward or go backwards today and I recognized that I loved her too much to go backwards of course she loved me what's not to love so, so she stayed with me, and I'm, I'm, I'm extremely grateful because that moment I recognized that she deserved the same, if not more, commensurate in monetary value for what she did unseen mm -hmm. than for the things that I do that are seen. And so that statement is true, that behind every great man is a great woman. It doesn't necessarily have to be a great wife. It could be a great mother, a great mm -hmm. sister, or right. a Absolutely. great son. But there is a woman somewhere. And listen, the power of women, I've learned, um, especially as a pastor of a church, I take the women in the church mm -hmm. and ride with them any day <laughs> right. over the brothers. The brothers might yeah. not come to church because it's a football game right. that day or, right. or something like that. The right. women say, we can TiVo it, we right. can Netflix it. Uh, let me ask you something. What is the hardest part of a job? Is it the marriage? Is it the children? Is it the work? Because all of you all are entrepreneurially inclined. What's the hardest part about being the type of women that you are? I think for me, the hardest part about it is making sure that in everything I do, 
and in every way possible, I stay true to who I am. Because for me, for the longest time, I lost myself. You mentioned that I have this bigger than life husband and he has all these bigger than life dreams and, you know, wants to make commitments that, you know, quite honestly, for a long time, I was afraid of. So, you know, on one hand, I'm so grateful that I had somebody that that always stretched me and and was committed to showing me the possibilities of life. But at the same time, I felt that I that I was being morphed into who he was instead of finding out who I was and being true to myself. Right. So so my my journey of of growth has been making sure that I don't get that I don't get swept up in, in, in the whirlwind that sometimes is my life. That I take that time out and I stay and I stay true to the things that are important to me and, and I stay whole as a person. Because when I got off, when I got off to, a, you know, you know, just when I got lost, my whole family took a hit. Hmm. I have to be emotionally whole and stable to keep this whole thing together. How, how long ago would you say you hit that collision, that lost? Because you all started out with nothing. Yes. That's what a lot of people don't know. Yes. Like, knowing your husband since 12, started out with nothing. Mm-hmm. Both families dysfunctional, like everybody else's. Yes. You bring all of that dysfunction in together, trying to make mm-hmm. it work. Declaring you're going to be different, not recognizing all of that stuff has been deposited in you, and then destiny collides, and two great people meet, and then you all start to sin, mm-hmm. and the success is coming faster than you know. Where did you get lost in that journey? Oh, I was lost before then. I, okay. I mean, so I, I shared this um, at at a at a talk before that the first year we made twenty million dollars in a year, I was I was the most unhappy I had ever been in my life. Wow. So people think that money is going to solve all their problems. No, I mean, it's, it does solve some. You know, you're, you're not worrying about the lights getting cut off. Or if they do get cut off, you can turn them back on. But it's the it's the relationships that you have in your life that are going to make the biggest impact on your happiness. And that has nothing to do with money. Wow. So for me, when, when you asked, the first question you asked was, what what is... What do people, what does the world need to know about women right now? The world needs to know that women are ready and we are here and mm. it is our time. Mm. That's what they need to know. Mm. Well, I don't mean that in a, from an arrogant standpoint. You know, we, I, I come from a background and a philosophy that I love men. I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of woman that wants to be, you know, some, you know, feminist or whatever, you know. But, you know, at the same time, I had to realize that I have something spectacular and magnificent and meaningful and purposeful to offer to this world and it, and it just it, it can't live in my husband's shadow it's it, it's got to stand on its own so now when did i actually get lost i or when did i find myself back i don't know what which one you want me to answer first but let me say this i was lost up until age maybe 34 or 35 i'm 44 now wow so that's been wow. the journey of me finding myself back the last nine almost 10 years Babe, you had mentioned to me some time ago that you kind of felt like you were losing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I met you with $12.86 in the bank. <laughs> I met you with a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. I met you full of all these promises and dreams. Now, one thing I did tell my wife, ladies, is I know I was broke when I met her, but I knew I had a dream and potential. And I told her, I said that if you would give me an opportunity, um, to be your husband, I will take you around the world. I can't do it today, mm-hmm. but I will be able to do it one day. And I know um, that I kept that promise. Yeah. But I didn't start out 
uh, polished. I started off as uh, raw materials, mm -hmm. and and I know now that you help to amalgam amalgamate those those materials and, and bring them together. Mm -hmm. But in the process of helping me find myself, I, I remember hearing you say you were losing yourself, mm -hmm. and you made a concerted effort uh, to rediscover yourself again. So talk about when you lost yourself, and then talk about that journey that you took to rediscover yourself. Well, I think um, sometimes you have to lose something to gain something. Mm -hmm. So let me say that first. Um, I lost myself because being in the type of field that you are in, um, you know, you have this religion dogma and you have these taboos. So I entered into a place where I had to lose myself to be able to become another person or become the woman that I need to be for myself, the girls and you. And so it was the whole journey of I went into losing myself when I got pushed into downplaying myself for you to be great. And so I, I just started drowning. And then I said, well, what sense would it make for me to continue to downplay who I am and what I know for you to be great and you grow? And then at the end of the day, I'm doing that for the sake of the relationship in my mind. And then I end up losing you because you're going to grow and you're going to be great. And anybody that's healthy doesn't want to be with anything unhealthy. That's just it at the end of the day. So then I just got to a place that I just said, um, no, I'm going to get back healthy. And I first had to get mentally healthy. And I had to get mentally strong in a healthy way. And so I did meditation and I did yoga and I worked out and I started eating right and I started dreaming again. But this time I understood what I was dreaming for and why I was dreaming. So I just started doing those things for myself. And then when I did that for me, it rolled over for you. And so then we got to a place that we can say honest things to each other and we didn't have to lie and we didn't have to put up this facade and we didn't have to win the way other people won. We can win the way we needed to win that would work best for Felicia and Keon. And so at the end of the day, that's what happened. You know, for me and you, I had to get mentally healthy because the fights that you have to fight, you have to be mentally strong to do that right. in, in a healthy way. And so that's what I had to do for myself. So it came through meditation, which is prayer. And you know, I meditate every morning mm -hmm. and I get up and I go work out and I'm dedicated to this multivitamin. I'm dedicated to these smoothies. I'm dedicated to be healthy all the way around. I'm dedicated to being emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy. And so that's what has helped me um, be the woman I am today and be good with it. And Christina, you, like Ms. Bugs, you met your husband as a teenager. Right. Um, who is another larger-than-life personality. And you are of a, a Latino background, he's of an African-American background, so not only did you have age as a restriction, then you got cultural barriers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the way you were raised and the way he was raised. Talk about, you know, tell, tell women who are listening right now, you know, how do you, how do you cross those cultural boundaries? And, 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 and those age restrictions, because some people are dating men that are older than them. Right. You know, uh, just kind of allude to how you would make some suggestions in that area. Well, I think, I think that you have to be okay, and I like what Felicia said, you have to be okay with creating a new way of living. Mm -hmm. We get stuck, and if we're, if we're not careful, we'll never progress in life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why women in society have had a hard time progressing because people have always tried to stop the progression. So if you go way back, I mean, there's a lot of things that were never allowed. Culturally, um, 
as women and age, like for, for women especially, that stuff was, there was a lot of things that was never, it was the point in time where you couldn't be a multicultural or a multiracial couple. I mean, think about all the all of the things that history has shown us. So if you're not careful, you'll get stuck on what the world expects to see as normal or the world mm -hmm. expects to see as this is how you're supposed to do it. So you have to be able to be open to creating a new path of life. Um, and if you're not careful in a marriage, especially if you're not careful, you'll start you'll start living out somebody else's rules and regulations and you'll be all the way in your that's why most marriages the first few years like i heard you say the first five years same with us you'll be too busy trying to live a marriage like your parents live mm -hmm. you'll be you'll spend all your time trying to live a marriage like the brady bunch you see on tv and you don't get a chance to really create a brand new life for you and your husband and your family and i think people should be open you'll be shocked at what you're missing out in life if you only okay if you only drink fruit punch and you don't get to taste a little pineapple juice or a little bit of, you know, orange juice with a little pineapple juice. You know, if you if you get stuck on only one thing in life, you're going to miss out on the beauty of what yes. God really created. Just straight up. Mm -hmm. Culturally, it can be difficult because a lot of culturals, you know, that's how they are raised. You're, you're supposed to continue the, the lineage and the yeah. tradition yeah. of the mm -hmm. culture. Um, but it can be a beautiful thing when you merge the cultures together and exactly. be able to celebrate both. Yeah. And one thing we did with our girls is, um, you know, we have lots of jokes, but we've always been able to celebrate both culturals. You know, we make fun of each other. Yeah. <laughs> we always make fun of each other, but we get to celebrate the beauty in each. Um, I got married at 18 years old. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, right. um, but I was willing to give it a shot. And for me, it was all about life, and it was always about... Um, living a fulfilled life so I never really lived with too many restrictions in place um, but the restrictions always were brought back to my attention because of society so you know I've been able to be a little bit optimistic in what the life has to offer um, and I think that that's a good way to live because you'll be able to be a little bit more free if you can just be a little bit more optimistic and be a little bit more open to the beauty that's out there you know cultural race um, the beauty of women, and if, if I can talk a little bit about how you ask what the world is missing, the truth is that the world knows good and well the power of a woman. That's why there's always been a struggle. Because if the world really lets loose and let women really let us shine and, and really let us just put it all out there to our full potential, you know, I don't think people will be able to handle that. Um, and I think that's why there's always been a whole lot of hesitation to let women really be fully how do you say it? Like basically be on free. full display and, and, and be fully free yeah. and empowered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so. I like that word empowered. And when I hear all of you all, it's, it's like this recurring thing with recreation, uh, mm -hmm. reimagining, reinventing yourself. Um, and maybe uh, there are some men listening right now, guys, and I hope you're listening because I'm sitting here, you know, literally scratching my head um, at, at the boundaries that we have put on our help. And I'm wondering if we have slowed our progress uh, by trying to control somebody that we married, that we dated because they were a, a certain way, and then spent the rest of the relationship trying to change them into what we hoped. Um, I would say to myself first, and then to those of you all who are listening, that if the initial purpose of meeting a woman is to change her, I think you should leave her where she is. Yes. Yeah. Because by the time you finish retooling her um, and you get her where you want her to be, so to speak, mm 
uh, then she won't be where she wants to be. And then it'll be about fighting for position as opposed to fighting together uh, to create a, a new life. And um, I'm learning here. And this is these are not conversations that we have just for you. These are conversations we have around the dinner table. We've had this conversation with each other uh, six or seven times. And I don't even want to come on here and play with you guys to act like, you know, uh, three successful men, three successful women, and, and everything is peaches and creams. Sometimes we have sat at tables and two of the wives were in agreement and one wasn't. And, 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 That's and then, rare. And, and, and then That's another rare. time we left the table and, and was arguing about anchovies. I mean, <laughs> and, and, then, and then the next day, and the next day we're at another restaurant and, and, and two wives, I won't even name who they are, but they are not mine. And they were getting along and then there was a silent woman at the table answer no questions and then there's another time we got to talking about what was best for the children and I won't tell you which wife but she's not black she, I mean it, this stuff you wouldn't believe all of the stuff that we have <laughs> that we have been through together and and it's amazing that all of our lives have, have become the better because we, we are in each other's lives absolutely um, so not only do you need romantic partnerships, but you need friend partnerships. Mm -hmm. But but the last question is because all of you all, and and more so my wife, than you all, you all you got married to Holton at uh, twenty. Twenty. You got married at eighteen. Felicia and I didn't get married to twenty six. Okay, mm -hmm. so we were middle twenties at that perfect age. You know that they say that you should get married. That's a lie because uh, we we had both been through so much that uh, 26 was more like dog years, right? We That we knew more. But but what would you say to the single women? Because some of the single women are saying, okay, Christina, Felicia, and Erlene, easy for you. You got husbands that make millions of dollars and you got husbands that have large congregations and you have husbands that do this and that and you know, go with your purses and your cars and your houses, ah, da, 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 da. What about me? Because I don't have an Anthony, a Holton, or a Keon, and I'm out here doing everything that you're doing without that help. What do you say to me? God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Amen. God bless you. No. And that, and on that note, on that note. Uh, no, but on a serious note, I was raised by a single mother. Okay. And so everything that, that I have done in my life, I, I have done because I had so much admiration and respect for the price that she paid to mm. raise me, to keep a roof over my head, to make sure I had morals and values, to make me a decent person. And I, I just feel like there should be monuments everywhere built for single women. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. it's no harder job on this planet. I have all this help and, and a husband who loves me and I feel like I can't get anything done. But for years, I watched my mom do everything with a smile on her face. Yep. Mm. I just, you know, I don't have any advice. I'm just going to say, keep doing what you're doing, doing, what you're doing. And, and believing that somewhere, somehow, people are going to appreciate it. That's good. Any final thoughts from anybody? I have two daughters now who are actually older than me from older than me than when I got married. I got married at 18 and now my daughter's 19 and 21. And one thing that I try to tell them is, don't be so busy to, to go by the clocks mm -hmm. that we put in time, yeah. you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, do Take the time to do the soul work first because when, you're, when you've done all of the work as a woman that you can do to be the best woman you can be, 
love will find you and the mm -hmm. one that hasn't found you it was never the right one for right. you so you know I didn't pick to get married at 18 that was the complete opposite of what I wanted in life um, and that came with a lot of struggles um, but at the same time my situation is mine and I look at my daughters now and that's all I want them to know hey you may or may not find love that's the honest to God truth um, but you can definitely find yourself and mm -hmm. be okay. Chris, that's amazing. Oh, great, great. Anything else for you, honey? Mm-mm. You concur. You concur? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, being with us for these few moments again on Take Action uh, with Keon. And uh, I hope that these few moments of wisdom with women has been impactful and insightful for you. And uh, I guarantee you that if you will just uh, listen to just a few percentages of what he said today, you can literally change your life. Remember to take action no matter how you feel. God bless you. Friends and colleagues, it's time to take action and subscribe to this podcast. Follow Kian Henderson on social media at Pastor Kian. Visit the website daily for lifestyle, leadership, and learning at kianhenderson.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep doing life.